Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 96. He stood of old, the holy Christ, amid the suffering throng, with whom his lightest touch sufficed to make the weakest strong. That healing gift God gives to them who use it in his name, the power that filled the garment's hem is evermore the same. Hymn 96. you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, You Have Divine Authority for Healing the Sick. The readings will now be given by Gary from Plainfield. The Bible, Mark, 
Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him. And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out devils. Matthew. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Luke. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. John. Jesus saith, The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Verily, verily I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Man is immortal and lives by divine authority. Jesus established in the Christian era the precedent for all Christianity, theology, and healing. Christians are under as direct orders now as they were then to be Christ-like, to possess the Christ spirit, to follow the Christ example, and to heal the sick as well as the sinning. The Christian can prove this today as readily as it was proved centuries ago. Our Master said to every follower, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Heal the sick. Love thy neighbor as thyself. It was this theology of Jesus which healed the sick and the sinning. Jesus never spoke of disease as dangerous or as difficult to heal. When his students brought to him a case they had failed to heal, he said to them, O faithless generation, implying that the requisite power to heal was in mind. He prescribed no drugs, urged no obedience to material laws, but acted in direct disobedience to them. Though demonstrating his control over sin and disease, 
the great teacher by no means relieved others from giving the requisite proofs of their own piety. He worked for their guidance, that they might demonstrate this power as he did, and understand its divine principle. Implicit faith in the teacher and all the emotional love we can bestow on him will never alone make us imitators of him. We must go and do likewise, else we are not improving the great blessings which our Master worked and suffered to bestow upon us. The spiritual elevator of the human race, physically, morally, and Christianly, is the truism that truth demonstrates good and is natural, while error or evil is really non-existent and must have produced its own illusion, for it belongs not to nature nor to God. Truth is the power of God which heals the sick and the sinner and is applicable to all the needs of man. It is the universal, intelligent Christ idea illustrated by the life of Jesus, through whose stripes we are healed. The divine mind was his only instrumentality and potency in religion or medicine. The principle of his cure was God, in the laws of spirit, not of matter, and these laws annulled all other laws. Truth is supreme and omnipotent. Then whatever else seemeth to be intelligence or power is false, deluding reason and denying revelation and seeking to dethrone deity. The truth of mind healing uplifts mankind by acknowledging pure mind as absolute and entire, and that evil is not, although it seems to be. Words are not always the auxiliaries of truth, the spirit, and not the letter, performs the vital functions of truth and love. Mind, imbued with this science of healing, is a law unto itself, needing neither license nor prohibition. The prophets of old look for something higher than the systems and practices of their times. They foresaw the new dispensation of truth and the demonstration of God in his more infinite meanings, the demonstration which was to destroy sin, disease, and death, establish the definition of omnipotence, and illustrate the science of mind. 
Earth has not known another so great and good as Christ Jesus. Then can we find a better moral philosophy, a more complete natural and divine science of medicine, or a better religion than his? God is spirit. Then modes of healing other than the spiritual and divine break the first commandment of the Decalogue. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. There are no other heaven-appointed means than the spiritual, with which to heal sin and disease. Our Master conformed to this law and instructed his followers, saying, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. This is enough. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate, because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity either of sin or sickness, but you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. O boy, obey the voice of truth. Arise, and let not fear enthrall.
hymn number five. and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services in person, on the phone, or over the internet. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere Many of the students live out of state, 
and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We will be having a membership meeting tomorrow night, that's May 24th, at 8 p.m. There will be reports from each of our committees and a time to give gratitude for all that goes on here. So, if you're a member of Plainfield Church and can't get here in person, you can call in on the church teleconference number to join in. Now, since this is a Thursday night, we will only be having the 10 o'clock p.m. Unity Watch tomorrow night, since the meeting will probably still be going on at 11. I'm sorry, at 9. <laughs> Don't call it 11. <laughs> so that's tomorrow night, 8 p.m. for the membership meeting and 10 p.m. for the Unity Watch. You're right, thank you very much. That's May 25th. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they are all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So, if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the, de the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. 
For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Candy from Wisconsin. Go ahead, please. Hello, everyone. Tonight, I would like to tell you about my Saturday. I got up and remembered I hadn't done my homework for the Bible study. The thoughts to skip, to skip it and listen later were very strong. But I've learned when I'm supposed to be somewhere and do something and don't, those thoughts are a lot worse. The Bible study entitled Every Christian Scientist Should Listen to This was an informative blessing, and I've even listened to it again. Then I had some out outdoor yard work and gardening to do. I put my speakers in my ears, turned my tablet to songs to lift your spirits, and joyfully listened, worked, and gardened. Oh, what a wonderful day I had. Thank you, God, Mary Baker Eddy, and Plainfield. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for those very inspirational readings reminding us of what we need to be doing hourly and that our names are written in heaven. What a wonderful promise is that. I'd like to share an experience that I had a couple of months ago. I had a tenant in a building that was complaining of an odor that she was smelling in her apartment. After several trips into her apartment and around the building, the source of the smell was not found. This is a very old building, and this particular problem had been faintly detected and wondered about over the past eight years. A building has, as I'm learning, vent systems everywhere, and it's very intricate. In the Bible, we learn to, quote, lean not onto thine own understanding, unquote. So all the human effort in the world wasn't working. The scientific approach, meaning the Christian science taught by Mary Baker Eddy through Christ Jesus' example, was to know that in God's building, and I say that since God is all, we really don't have personal ownership, which is a huge relief, actually. All is well and functioning properly, and that, quote, Everything works together for good to those that love God, unquote. After having looked in the same area of the basement day after day and many times throughout the years, i.e. using our own understanding, my, plumber's friend, my plumber friend walked in and looked right up at a pipe that looked like it was entering the ceiling. We then realized that the pipe had been cut off for some reason. And this meant that it was open to the basement. The pipe was easily capped off and no further smells emitted. This was seriously like finding a needle in a haystack, which only God, the one mind, can do. Thank you so much to everyone at Plainfield, and good night. 
Thank you. From New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. It's Stephanie. Um, my testimony tonight is for a recent healing I had. I had spent a couple of days in bed not feeling well, and during that time, my legs began to hurt very badly, where I could not seem to get comfortable in any way. It was hard not to get upset and down and uh, fearful and feel sad for myself, but I spent the days listening to the round table and the many writings listed on the Plainfield site. I kept my thought on health, mobility, ability, comfort, joy, and all the good qualities of God that are always with me. I was so grateful in the night to have such wonderful, uplifting things to listen to. When it all passed, and it did as quickly as it had started, I realized and was grateful for that time to slow down and be still. I felt a weight that was lifted about so many seeming events happening in my life at that time. I felt so much joy for all God is doing for our world every day. I am so grateful for Christian Science. Thank you so much for your website. I use it every day. And thank you for your wonderful Sunday school. I am so grateful to have found that for my daughter. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. I'm so grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church. I'm so happy for the Wednesday evening testimony meetings. I am grateful for the weekly testimonies that help us learn from each other and our experiences. A few weeks ago, a tornado passed right by our house. It was unexpected and not in the forecast. At the time, I was struggling with negative thoughts and trained to work out bad feelings of being treated rudely and disrespectfully by a coworker. As the tornado was coming toward our house, I felt terrified, but stopped myself. I prayed to know that God was right there with me, protecting me, my son, my home, and my animals. Thankfully, the path of the tornado delivered a glancing blow and not a direct hit. Although it happened so quickly, there was a lot of damage outside, but we were safe. The damage to the property was extensive, but the house itself remained safe. I was extremely grateful to God for protecting us, but the incident made me realize that I need to be more proactive and I need to pray, not just for my weather in Mississippi, but the world. Quote, the weather is in reality the atmosphere of the mind that is God. This is a quote uh, from Watches, Prayers, and Arguments by Mary Baker Eddy. Afterwards, while we were outside trying to recover our belongings, my puppy showed me an injured bird. It was a baby heron that must have fallen out of one of the many big trees that the tornado took down. I picked up the bird, and although there was some blood, I prayed to know that it was God's perfect idea, perfect right now. As we learn in Christian science, there are no accidents in divine mind. This bird perfect expression of God. We called the wildlife uh, preservation, but they already closed for the weekend. So I put the bird in a little box and continued to pray. That night, I kept waking up and thinking about the bird in the box. I really prayed to let God take care of it. In the morning, I checked on it, and it did not seem happy in the box at all, but it looked much better. Before I left for work 
that morning, I had an idea from God to place the bird on the ground by the week in a little area that almost looks like a nest where the bird was protected and from any predator. Just a short time later, I went to check on it and it was gone. I knew that it flew away because it was nowhere. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Thank you to everyone who made this meeting possible. I'm grateful to my practitioner for her help and all that I'm learning. Thank you to Gary for the readings tonight that remind us all that we can heal ourselves and others through Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Nicholas, and there's no state. Nicholas, go ahead, please. I guess not. Luba, Ohio. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. I'm so grateful for all Plainfield Christian Science Church provides in articles, Bible studies, roundtable discussions, and the watches. It's also wonderful that this church makes Christian science available to the entire world. I'm very grateful to my practitioner for awakening me to the mesmerism most recently concerning bodily symptoms of knee pain, walking, and performing other daily activities. This is also what Martha Wilcox talks about in the body article concerning creeping things. I have become aware of how aggressive animal magnetism can be bringing fear, and my practitioner has, has made this so clear to me, and I am very grateful for this. I'm so happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. I offer my gratitude for the realization of God's oldness in all things and his love for us. In a lesson this week from Psalm 34, it says, quote, The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Several years ago, I would get a pain in my right heel that caused me to limp. This would come and go without warning, and one day, while walking in a hall where I taught, I was limping. I didn't realize that there was another teacher behind me, and suddenly I heard her say, you should go to a doctor for that. This was not a kind voice, and I was startled, but that woke me up. I don't recall the specific prayer at that time, but when studying, I always prayed to be more spiritual and to understand God better. God did not make this pain in my heel. The pain left and has never returned. The point here for me is... No matter how far along we are in our own study of Christian science, the smallest truth, when understood, heals. I am learning to trust God more, to put him first in all I do, all day long, to love more and be kind. I am learning all this with practitioner help and by being a part of this church where Christian science is taught as well as always practiced 24-7. Thank you. 
Okay, Karen from New Zealand. Go ahead, please. Thank you, and good evening, lovely ones. It's amazing what you're doing. I've been following quite a long time, uh, but uh, I thought it's consistent what you're doing. So, um, although I had been at the same time chucked out of the Mother Church um, when I was uh, applying for practitioner card in the journal, uh, at the same time you were chucked out too. So I thought, well, um, I think I'm in a good club here. So um, tonight, um, I loved the reading, and thank you so much, as well as the round table last uh, Sunday. And um, it brought to me, again, very strongly a um, statement by Mary Baker Eddy, which uh, David Keaston has recorded in The Healer, where Mary Baker Eddy, by a journalist, quite roughly asked what in just one sentence, is a Christian science treatment. And she said, it is an absolute acknowledgement of the ever-presence of infinite perfection. Resonates also with the hymn we just sang at the beginning, the healer of Genesis, shall walk the rounds with thee. In something in this line I experienced when I've just arrived a short while ago, like over a fortnight, uh, when um, we were at a farm stand and bought some produce and my purse was lost after that uh, with an embroidered name and telephone number of my mother-in-law. It didn't appear. I knew it was somewhere and it would get to me, uh, wherever it was, and if it would find, I would find it in a heap of stuff which had been unpacked um, when I arrived. It didn't. Nothing happened. Nothing happened for about t more than ten days, and in the meantime, I had given note to the police and said, "This is what I'm missing, and I would love the purse back, more for uh, the embroidered name." Uh, which is absolutely beautiful, and when it appears, would you please give us a call? Yesterday, I got the call, and I could jump for joy, and I probably jumped a meter high several times in the air, because it had arrived, and it's ready for collection. Now, um, I hear often uh, testimonies of lost and found objects, and I never thought I would give one. But it is a joy to find something reconstituted to oneself, which one feels need, need, uh, is belonging. So I am very, very grateful for all the individual voices, the multitude of it, you know, resonating with the all-embracing individual, the all-in-all. All. It is amazing how often that happens. And two things I would like to give as an example, which really stuck in my mind, and that was at the beginning of, I think it was last year's um, New Year, when Donna from Oregon said, and bless you all for the next 200 years when we are working together. I thought that was amazing. And the other amazing thing which stuck in my mind is, I think it's Melanie from Hawaii, when there was an outbreak of Pele, the volcano feared, 
that she prayed for four weeks, day in, day out, three times per day, day minimum, for it to find a way which will not harm anybody or anything which would be vital for people's survival. That's what I remember. And indeed, when the outbreak came, it found a natural way, and lava streams are always very, very fertile, as Hawaiians know. So I'm very, very grateful for all the inspiration we get in this atmosphere of climate change in all levels of human endeavors, and we know it can be achieved. Thank you all for your work. Bye for now. Thank you. Shahidad from Maryland. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Recently in my neighborhood here, my neighborhood here, there have been a rash of car break-ins and petty thefts. I sent the reports about these uh, about these burglaries on the neighborhood community forum. Each time I see them, I know that God good is all, and this is not true about God's man. Earlier this week, I went out to my car parked in my driveway, and I noticed that the driver's side window was all the way down. When I looked inside the car, there was no glass on the seat, so the car was not broken into. I had simply forgotten to wind the window up. Uh, there was nothing missing in my car. Uh, my radio was still there. I had a box of shoes on the passenger seat that was exactly where it's supposed to be. So I, I just want to give my gratitude tonight for God's protection, even in the face of mesmerism of rampant thievery. Uh, God good is all, and protection is near. Thank you so much. Thank you. Michaela from Canada. Go ahead, please. Good evening, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the lovely hymn. Watch your thought and not your body. This is a statement by Mary Baker Eddy, I believe, that was given to me by my practitioner. Last Sunday, I was uplifted by the wonderful Plainfield Roundtable and the service in the morning. But despite this uplift, later in the day, I felt agitated. I couldn't find rest. I did this and I did that. And I didn't take a break until I was annoyed that I didn't take a break. Then I forced myself to sit down and rest and listen. I said, God, what is the matter? Why am I not content? Then the thought came to me that earlier that day, someone had voiced a negative comment about Christian science. And I actually had forgotten about it, but I just came to realization when I went and listened. So I realized that this was bothering me. I felt that knowing that I was bothered 
by it and physically affected without even being conscious of it was a great discovery. So I was very happy about this discovery and knowing why I felt um, in, in this agitated feeling. So I found my physical state was actually a mental imbalance. I told my practitioner about this discovery and she gave me that statement about watching your thought and not your body. And I believe that I had read this statement before, but now with her pointing it out, it became connected to this experience and it became a lived experience. So I am so grateful for my practitioner for pointing this out as it enhanced this discovery to that point that I think I won't forget this experience ever. Often I am hesitant to ask for practitioner help, but if I do, it is always an exceptional blessing. And I'm so grateful for having this opportunity. Thank you for all you do at Plainfield, and I want to thank you, thank Jesus Christ for being our Ray Shower and Mary Baker Eddy for all she has done that we can have this truth today. Good evening. Thank you. This church has made an impact on Plainfield in many ways. Years ago, a few members with backgrounds in construction started a business. <clears throat> Whenever someone moved to Plainfield to join the church and needed a job, or if someone in town needed, asked them for a job, they would hire them and teach them construction skills. Some of our teenage sons were part of this business too, including mine. My son recently ran into one of the young men who worked with them. His name is Thee. Thee was in a bad way when he started working with them. He was on drugs, and he had anger issues, and was in a pretty bad place. My son told me that Thee would come to work in the morning, shouting, I hate you and I'm going to kill you all, and carry on like that for a time. When he finally stopped, my husband would say, are you done yet? Are you finished now? Go pick up that hammer. We have work to do. And they would start working. When Jimmy ran into Thee in the store the other day, after many years, Thee said, I can't thank you and your dad enough. You taught me so much, and you let me work out my issues, and then it was time to go to work. He said he has now started a business of his own to hire and train young men who need help, as he did. He's clean, happy, and giving back to Plainfield. These church members didn't preach or do much talking. They just lived what they were learning in the church. They were out there in the trenches doing the work and letting their light shine. 
and it literally saved lives and is still saving more, like ripples in a pond that just keep going. I am so glad we came here to help in this great work, and how wonderful to hear a story like this one. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Kathy Washington. Kathy from Washington. Go ahead, please. Kathy... Are you on mute? We live uh, in the northern United States, close to Canada by a river. There's a good-sized creek that runs through our front yard. That river is it's fed by mountains around us, and this winter we had quite a lot of snow. A few weeks ago, the temperatures rose into the 80s and 90s for quite a few days, and was melting the snow rather quickly, and the creek started rising and carrying with it a lot of debris and branches and some logs. We sit way down in this little ravine, and between us and the river is a highway built 40 feet high across our property, fully blocking off us to the river except for a small uh, covert. And it goes under the highway, so the creek can go through. For days, the debris was starting to pile up, and the creek was still rising. I called uh, the Department of Transportation several times already because it was clogging up, but each time they said, no big deal, it was still flowing through. I've been watching and praying about the weather and the covert situation, keeping my thought on God's ever-presence and loving care me and everyone in this situation. The water started flooding our yard and came up to the house. I got my dad and sister out of the house and I called Saintville practitioner, my practitioner. I trusted all was well. While we went looking for a, a motel to stay, uh, but there wasn't any available. We went back to the house, and the water had receded within two hours, and it was gone. I checked the covert several times, but I felt no fear that night staying there. I had called my husband home from work out of town. By the time he got there, there was no water in the yard. I told the practitioner when I had texted her that we are in the ark, and she had me look up on Plainfield on the website for the Liberator, which the theme was Handling the Weather. Mary Baker Eddy's, quote, Mother's Lesson on Rain, unquote, was very helpful. Quote, God governs the elements. There's nothing destructive or harmful. God sends the rain that waters the earth. If thunder, lightning, and rain come, then forces are of God and not destructive. If too much rain, realize harmony, unquote. The next day, my husband decided to stay home and we called the DOT again. And they looked at it and said that there was some stuff there stuck in the covert, but it was still flowing through, so they 
didn't try to remove anything. Everything seemed fine until that evening when my husband came in and said that the water was coming up in the yard again. So I loaded up my sister and my dad and just decided to take them to my daughter's house a couple hours away. My husband and our neighbor, who has a big excavator, tried pulling some of the stuff out. Uh, but the water was just rising too fast. Our neighbor, whose father owned the property before, said that decades ago the covert got clogged and water went all the way up to the highway with boats and trailers and all kinds of things just floating and swirling around in the water. I refuse to believe that picture, that God would let anything like that happen. I was a little ways from the house, and my husband called me and told me that the covert was totally plugged and that the water was rising very fast and that he barely got out. I said no very loudly in my mind, and I hung up the phone. I pulled over, and I texted my practitioner. And she texted me right back and said, and to the proud wave, but far and no farther. About 10 minutes after the practitioner texted me back, I decided to drive back to the house to help comfort my husband. He called me back. He said... He was standing up on the highway, looking down, watching the water rise up the side of the house, thinking it would be swallowed up in just a few minutes. And then he heard the loudest popping and cracking noises he ever heard before, like thunder and trees falling, and the blockage just broke up, giant trees and all, through that small cement five-by-seven-foot hole. Ten minutes later, when I got home, all the water was gone. But only about a few inches got into the house. And only for a few minutes, I held on to the whole time of forces of God. But none of the forces of God are the action of God, which is everywhere, cannot be destructive. Thanks to my practitioner's help, we saw this truth realized, and the severe weather, conditions that were to keep coming, never came. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science, my practitioner, and for God guiding me to playing field and being able to serve God however he guides me to, and for everyone's testimony giving here each week. And for all the members who work to make Plainfield a wonderful place to come, thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and music. I'm so grateful that I've been woken up to all the good that we can receive from and do for God. He brought me here many years ago and blessed my life so much, but I hadn't really seen it until recently through strong practitioner help 
and love from members here, that it is my duty to go to God and ask for his direction in all that I do so I can bless others and not just be thinking about and doing for myself. God has a wonderful, perfect plan for everyone and everything we do, every moment. I thank God for saving my life so I can be a help to others. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, start off with a testimony from Canada. I'm usually very healthy, but one day became very weak, feeling like all the strength had left my body. My family realized I was in a dangerous condition. They are not Christian scientists and call for an ambulance. When the ambulance driver asked my name, all I could say was me. I didn't remember my name or much of anything else. I was taken to the acute stroke department and my family was told I did not have much longer to live. Fortunately, my sister was able to find my contact information for my practitioner in the Plainfield Church. The practitioner agreed to help me and spoke in a kindly way to my sister to allay her fears. Later, I found out the practitioner had been up during most of the night, knowing that God is my life and the only life. By morning, quite miraculously, I was much better and in three days had regained my memory and most of my speech. I did require some therapy, but my recovery was rapid. I was able to spend much time studying my Christian science books, which I love so much. My heartfelt thanks to God for preserving my life and that of others. One night, another young man could only speak a few words. He was so desperate that he grabbed the speech therapist and begged him to help. This was so touching to me, I prayed for him and told my practitioner about it as well. And he, he soon became much better too, I heard. I am so grateful to God for the Plainfield Church website, for the roundtables, Bible studies, articles, Wednesday night meetings, and for the practitioner's holy work. My love to you all at Plainfield Independent. You are a godsend to us all. And then this is from someone new in California. I've been listening to past and current roundtables and since, since the start of this year have been committed to rigor, rigorously practicing and learning more each day about Christian science. So it's been such a blessing to find the roundtables. Thank you for this tireless work. And here is a te my testimony. I'd like to express my gratitude for Mrs. Eddy and her discovery of Christian science, which allows anyone to assert their God-given power to express the qualities of ever-present spiritual reality. I recently woke up for work and felt flu symptoms setting in. I carried on regardless, but by the time I started working, it felt like I couldn't finish the day. All I wanted to do was crawl into bed and get warm and go to sleep, so I left early and did just that. I've been studying Christian science off and on for decades, and at this point I was listening to the lesson or reading from Plainfield's 
our reading from Plainfield's YouTube channel every morning and reading various books on Christian science in the evening, but not really praying without ceasing throughout the day or consistently guarding my thought against suggestions that I could be anything but the perfect reflection of God. So I had indulged in accepting the flu and didn't pray about it as the symptoms got more severe. Finally, I'd had enough after about three days and starting declaring the truth to myself. I confirmed that matter has no means of feeling sick or well because what Mrs. Eddy terms mortal mind is the only source of the suggestion that pain or sickness or any other sensation can become real. As I worked along these lines consistently, the mental stand had an immediate effect. A deep peace settled in, and even though I'd been in bed for so long, I hadn't really felt rested throughout this ordeal. And that vanished in an instant. I sat up and within a few minutes was up and doing things normally without pain or stiffness or any other of the symptoms. It was another reassuring revelation of my true being, and it felt wonderful. It has only strengthened my trust in the practice of Christian science. This gift given to us by Mrs. Eddy is so reassuring in such a real way that we can all turn to it anytime, anywhere. And then another from California. I would like to express my gratitude for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and the Plainfield Weekly Bible Lessons, which first brought me to this church. The weekly Bible lesson I had grown up with had failed to inspire my thought for over a decade, and in seeking study material that would inspire, I came across a Plainfield Weekly Bible lesson. It marked the start of my attendance at this church and a continual weekly spiritual inspiration, and I have been blessed with it ever since. In thinking about what makes the lesson so special, I realize today that it, it is because they are alive. They speak to us, reveal spiritual truths to us day after day, take us where we are and raise our thoughts up higher and higher. They are directly and intimately connected to the Plainfield Church and as in cause and effect, they represent the effect of right activity. I am so grateful today for our lesson writers and their demonstration of active listening to God that benefits us all. With great love to my church family. And then I'll conclude with this one from England. I would just like to say a special thank you for the latest Bible study, which was excellent. I was thinking about how, before I found Plainfield, I used to ask other people at my Christian Science Church how it was that Mrs. Eddy was so well known in her day, and yet seemed, and yet so little seemed to be known about her. Also, she was supposed to be a prolific writer. So how is it that we only have science and health and prose works? I only found out about Christ and Christmas just before I found Plainfield. So what a surprise to come across such an amazing resource at Plainfield. Not only the Blue Book and other articles by Mrs. Eddy, but biographies about her, which I'd never heard of, and all the writings by the early workers. Thank you so much, Plainfield, for I'm learning from all of this. I feel there must be many others in the organization who are similarly in the dark about Mrs. Eddy. 
And then I looked up about your Memorial Day, and I don't think we have anything quite the same here. I see it as on May 29th, which here used to be Oak Apple Day, a day of holiday and thanksgiving for the restoration of Charles I to the throne in 1660. Although a lot of traditions have been lost, a number of villages still retain some celebration at this date, which usually involves wearing a sprig of oak or decorating a building with oak boughs, holding Thanksgiving, church services, and possibly some dancing. There is even a hymn tune called the 29th of May from that time. Just a little bit of history from England. <laughs> Much love and gratitude to you all at Plainfield. I have other things to read tonight, which I'm grateful for, which I will save for another time. Um, I would just like to say how very grateful I am for this service tonight, uh, proof of our readings that we have the divine authority from God to heal the sick. There are so many testimonies of this. So wonderful to hear from some new people, our dear new friend from New Zealand and Kathy in Washington State. Anyway, just so grateful to be here with you all tonight and have a good evening. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the, the last hymn? Hymn 12. Arise, ye people, take your stand, cast out your idols from the land. Above all doctrine, form, or creed, is found the truth that meets your need. Christ's promise stands. They that believe, his work shall do, his power receive. Hymn number 12.